0: A-Squared Wrestling Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Andy Gordon, as always, joined by Andy Boy simmons And Andy, who are we going to upset this week?
1: Um, well, I know we've upset a lot of people. Well, no, I say a lot of people, a couple of, one person in particular, but... As I said to you on the phone, Andy, I'm not going to poke a bear with a giant <laughs> stick. Hey, so start, we're not going to talk it about it. It started so
0: well as well, didn't it? Like um, the podcast, we've, we've gone quite a few weeks without upsetting anyone. And yeah, then, nearly uh, half a year. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, and now things went have got a bit out of hand. Every, like that, everyone's getting angry, but it doesn't matter no. because we are truth talkers, aren't we?
1: Yes, <laughs> we.
0: I'm not sure it's worth our lives. It's not worth It's not our lives. Um. No. However, um, we we have come to do this podcast with a quest of being able to tell stuff from our perspective. That's important to to um, to say. It's our perspective of British professional wrestling and professional wrestling in general. Um, I know last week I overruled you when I said my opinion was fact. However, was that last um, week or a few weeks? ago? That was a couple of weeks ago. Um, but. Um, Yes, we are giving our opinions, and we are trying to, um, in many ways, talk about historical British wrestling, um, which for us didn't seem all that long ago, but with the way that the industry, the world, and everything has changed, um, it it almost seems like ancient history, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does, but yeah, as you say, it really is, does feel like, a lot of this feels like yesterday, and I was still so new to wrestling really just a couple of years in maybe two and a half years in essentially um when all this kicked off i didn't obviously then as a you know as a very very young man uh, still a teenager you don't quite realize the magnitude of what happened until you're an adult really so
0: yeah and it's nice to be able to reflect on things in in hindsight as well because what we have to remember is um a lot of the stuff which has happened or has happened over the years, um, we had no benefit of hindsight. We didn't know the way things were going to change. We just knew what we knew. And uh, one thing we've been lucky at is being able to learn from other people's mistakes. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's a nice little opening, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, so we're now Wednesday, The what are we, the 18th of
1: April? Yeah, so what have you been doing this week since we uh,
0: last? What have I been doing? I've been really poorly, actually. I've been under the like, well. Yeah. Well, I swear
1: you've got a terrible like diet. No, or
0: something. so uh, so basically, Andy, um, as much as you may or may not want to believe it, I nearly died of the flu. <laughs> um, uh, I well, I, that's a, that's a bit of an overstatement. But I could have died. Yeah, um, I was. I had the the strain I over flu, as as has been documented in this podcast. I was very very sick, um, and that can take six to eight weeks to get over. Okay. So I'm not a hundred percent over the after effects of that. But what I believe happened was um, the flying um, to New Orleans and back, um, and you know the air condition on the plane and people being. Well, sick I know I know all too germs. well, don't I?
1: About uh, oh, when I flew to America on a holiday,
0: and. And, and you went home early because you were poorly. Yeah, so... Uh, you were in Disney, the happiest place I in the world. I was on the
1: happiest place on earth with my... And you my, were miserable. With my, with, my, with my now wife and my now stepson. Um, I had one day there. Obviously spent thousands on this holiday. And, um, yeah, I had one day in Animal Kingdom. And the following day, I just woke up so ill. And I, just, I was bedridden for four or five days. And in the end, I said... And I mean bedridden. Um, the One day uh, later that week, we got to SeaWorld and this is quite funny if i'll try and upload this picture i actually had to hire one of those <laughs> granny I say granny like, uh, you know, like one of these elderly um, mobility motor, scooters. Motor, mobility sco- I just could not, I had no energy at all. Um, and also I didn't want to ruin the holiday for, for Lindsay and Finlay. So I dragged myself out of bed one day, hired a mobility scooter, and I thought, I'm the other side of the world, like, no. But I say as I'm older, I probably wouldn't really care, but like. You know, I was still in my 20s, and I was a bit more maybe sort of like reserved, but anyway, my point is, um, I hired one of these things. I thought, on the other side of the world, no one's going to know who I am, so I just sort of sod it if it gets me through the day. And, and of course, we uh, we got to jump to the head of
0: the line a lot of the oh, times, brilliant, but
1: I was still so ill, I couldn't even really enjoy that either.
0: That- so, there's a tip for anyone attending Disney. If you want a VIP queue jump pass, just spend, what, $100 on Not a even day? that. Hour. I think it might be like $30. It's quite reasonable, yeah. really. Much, much cheaper than a VIP pass, right? <laughs> we, we all should have got one. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, as i was saying, I've been sick. So, I, yeah. you know, the I, and I think that the wear down of the flu, you know, it, I haven't quite recovered from that. So, I've actually been poorly since I got back. Uh, so, I, I had a bit of a... Uh, a uh, bit of false hope. I guess last Wednesday I kind of the adrenaline got me through the the Selzy show and then the the podcast, which was a another wonder wondrous hour of my life. Um, but then uh, yeah, I've been quite poorly um wrestling related things um oh we had a show on yeah we had Saturday, a show Saturday, and, yeah, yeah um, the Buckland Community Center, the Bucklands Dome, yeah, yeah, my brother um, I think
1: Christened it the Buckland Dome. Because he um, came to Texas for me to watch WrestleMania Seventeen, I think, at the Astrodome. and that's his. Oh, that's been his long-running joke there for like fifteen go. years. He, he gave it on Saturday as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, sure he did. Yeah, so that was good. Me and James Ty, we lost, but you yeah. can't win them all. It's
0: not been a successful comeback in terms of wins and losses,
1: has it? Uh, no. oh no, we yeah, lost two, one, one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna um, win the next one though.
0: Um, but uh yeah, it was a fun show, wasn't it? And before the show, we were. We were greeted by a local nutter, weren't we? Oh God, yeah, yeah. The funny, well, he wasn't funny. I guess it, it, all these, these
1: situations are quite tragic. But he was—he—he he come in. He, the first thing he said to us was, "I'm—I'm I'm banned from this building." So, Good and that, start. but in actual fact, he'd actually previously bought a ticket to one of the shows because my mum said there's a real sort of strange bloke sort of hanging around. I, you
0: know, I don't think it was him. I think it was someone else because think? I think I know who your mum's talking about. Okay. Um, who's very similar in terms of eccentric dress. Maybe
1: then, maybe. Um, um, and uh, and and he went all of a sudden, which started off funny, but then obviously it becomes really quite sad, but he goes to us, I'm on the
0: gear. Yeah, but this to me was an example of the wrestling bubble that we live in, right? <laughs> yes. Because he is a tiny little man, <laughs> and like he's like, I'm on the gear. And it was like, really?
1: Yeah. And, and then he's uh, like, Get, get, <laughs> wrestlers call gear steroids, they call it gear. So we kind of looked at each other. <laughs> and obviously, you immediately knew he didn't mean the same gear that we are aware of. Um, but uh, it's that still made us laugh. And then, of course, he went, no, 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 I'm on the heroine, he says. And,
0: the heroine as well, was it? Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> it heroin, wasn't he? The heroin. he said. The heroin. Yeah,
1: and then uh, and then you know I was trying to I was trying to everyone sort of abandoned me as well to deal with this bloke on my own. Like hey, you, 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 dealt
0: with him for a couple of minutes. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I nearly, uh, I nearly got in a punch up with him, didn't I? He was, yeah, he was, he was laying hands on me. Yeah, yeah, not violently, but he no, was sort of like quite. He was coming into my personal space. I yes, I had to, yeah. I had to lay down a, you know, a, mm. a warning because you don't like you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. He could have been carrying a knife.
1: You're right. You are right. Like people probably think. In, you know, too. You in those situations, people go oh, either you, you know exaggerating or whatever. But like, you know, you most of the guys weren't there. Some of the guys saw it, but it was, um, yeah. I mean, like, really, it's just a harmless man who just had a few bit too much to drink that day, and or, eventually, or not,
0: or not. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> but it have um, been what he's drinking that the problem was.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. And he, the first thing he did, of course, when he started got in the ring and started doing jumping knee drops onto nobody. Hey, but...
0: and the good news is, I recorded uh, a large portion of this. So, how about a little bit of content for the A squared Circle Facebook page, which is uh, yeah. live? Mm. Have you liked it yet? Yeah, of course I have. Okay. Yeah, I've
1: actually sent just, out a load of invites. Okay, so, good. Right. Um, which um, a lot of people have liked it, to be fair. So,
0: um, so how about we upload the local nutter doing a knee drop in the wrestling ring? Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, well,
1: we'll we'll watch a footage first, see what Super. Oh, I've watched up. it back several times. There was um, there's one bit where I just I, I was with James and. James is a thoroughly nice man, but probably has, his temper is far, his temper of fuse is far short than mine. plug is what you my said. My exact wasn't words it? were, don't touch him, he's a spark plug. And I thought, if he touches James, James is going to punch him. James has no sympathy <laughs> for anyone in those kind of situations. But luckily, James, being the bigger man, did actually walk away. And that's when I got left with him on my own. Eventually, this man, uh, funny enough, his, his name was Andy, wasn't it? So we said, yeah. A cubed. So he,
0: he could uh, come on the podcast, couldn't he? He could. He could the be third. the third man. The
1: third man. Yeah. Who's yeah. the third man? Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> so, yeah, but he went on his way. Ange turned up. Who's the manager of the venue? She. Oh, she, she went... turned up
0: just as he left. Yeah, sure. That was, sure. Like, that was <clears> great timing. <throat> that was like uh, when Hardcore Tom comes to the, uh, the the it comes into the training school just after everyone else has finished the squats, right? Yeah, that's pretty so, accurate. Yeah. Thanks for saving the day, Ange. Uh,
1: yeah. So um, th- that was Saturday. Good show. Um, my big news of the week I have to share. Myself and Rishi Ghosh, uh, the Iron Empire, we called ourselves. Big shout out to Deanaas for that name. He, uh, we won the Premier Promotions British Tag Team Championships. So the combat trailer <laughs> is on. I'm clapping for everyone at home. I love, uh, obviously, I love tagging tagging with Rishi's. Um, you know, one of a kind, and so he's thrown himself into a character um, stronger than a lot of people. You know, like I always say, one of the problems I think with British wrestling is a lot of people just want to be black trunks and black boots wrestlers and and, and I'm not knocking it because I wear black trunks and black boots but um there so is it someone why why he's so I think in demand now you know he's wrestling more now than he ever has is because he's thrown himself into that character. I think
0: it's down to 100% commitment to the that commitment. character isn't it? A right. lot of people they 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 start a character and it's in for lack of a better term, costume only. It's not in yeah. you know. It's not in the actual delivery. It's not. There's not a hundred percent commitment. But Rishi has a hundred percent commitment in everything he does, um, which is why uh, I think he's doing so well at the moment. Um, and uh, I think he adds a lot to any show. Um, and I can understand why you and him have become the, the, the Premier Promotions tag team champions. Um, great adults.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, they are the epitome of. So John. To too you know, it's not really a fault of his. It. Not it's not even a problem. But like he's very much ingrained in, um, you know, the world of sports style. He's the only pro in the country, who um, oh, there's another odd man walking past our <laughs> window. Portsmouth. He's full of them. Um, he's very much. He's the only man, he only pro in the country who only promotes um, the round system. So some people do it as like a bit of a an attraction match, or they certainly used to. I don't know if it really happens much anymore. But um, he his whole shows are round system and the tag team matches are based on session system so it's still two out of three falls but that sessions, is sessions
0: that's what we used to call uh, our gambling days in uh, in vegas wasn't it was it a session
1: oh maybe yeah
0: can have a little session
1: where we gamble to win breakfast that yeah. was your thing that was, wasn't I was it? Bre- just... yeah i
0: knew when to walk away try and win breakfast and then leave um, that led to bigger problems, but we, <laughs> we <won't laughs> yeah. talk about that. <laughs> that was a good hot one, though. Um, yeah, so uh, that,
1: that, that's what I've been doing. Successful, well, One successful tag team match with Rishi and an unsuccessful tag team match with
0: James. Maybe you need to have a look at your selection policy with your tag team partners. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, quite possibly, yeah. Um, but yeah.
1: But James, uh, being in the ring with James, though, like I said this to you, I think the first time he sort of came back and I said to you, this is the most motivated I've been in wrestling when I'm with him. Than I've been in, in forever.
0: It's beautiful. So it's, if, it, it, it's nice to see.
1: If you want, if you want a really good tag team, don't book me. Book me and James. Okay, so you will get a hell of a match there.
0: Um, and he's not Mr. Beat, as he is scary how good he is, isn't he? Yeah,
1: it? and like for anyone who might not know James, I think I know we've mentioned him before, but he was like AJ Styles' sort of biggest rival. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, not really rival, but. Whenever FW Fly AJ in, he certainly worked with them at least twice. At, yeah, they did
0: a free match deal, didn't they? Was which it sure culminated in the uh, Iron Man match at British Uprising 3 at the uh, Co- Coventry Sky Dive. Yeah, Iron uh, Yeah, Iron Man. You yeah, say that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was an Iron Man match, wasn't it? And um, I don't know if any of that footage is on YouTube. It might be. But James Ty, James he could, Like,
0: He could. Like he wasn't out of place in the ring with AJ. He was every bit his equal in the ring. And I would say if he stayed dedicated to professional wrestling, he would be exactly where AJ is right now, right alongside him. Yeah, quite
1: possibly. Yeah, he was certainly, he was always better than me. He was like Mark's golden boy. But like you said, like he he had a match with uh, AJ Styles. It might have been their first one in July of 2004 uh, at Broxbourne. And it was the night before he'd met a girl. That was,
0: well, was the beginning of the and end. that was the beginning
1: of the end. Yeah, well, he got he got he loved up with this girl. Um, I only met her once actually. That's that tells you how much I saw him after that. I, I did well, see him. You sadly, used to but...
0: disappear when you had girlfriends as well. Yeah, I know, you?
1: and I yeah I regret that terribly. <laughs> and I think he might as well. He might as well. So um, that's James Ty. Uh, I don't like think he's listening. He might be. <laughs> he's not. He, he's not <laughs> I think he's told me he has actually. Oh, really? so, oh yeah. that's good. Yeah, you'll be able to see see the Iron Lines back in action. Uh, on June the sixth, I believe, Saturday, June the sixth, at the Buckland Community Centre. sent. the Buckland Dome. The Buckland Dome. I spoke to Ange this morning, and we are, we are booked in.
0: Good, and um, yeah, the, the the last thing we—it's like, crazy, isn't it? We're, like, we're we're just a chat show these days. We're not a topical show. It's yeah, 14, we're not here to tell 14 stories. Fourteen minutes in, we're just a chat show. Um, the last thing, obviously, sad to hear of a passing of. Uh, Bruno Sammartino, of
1: course, yeah, um, that, who I've passed away earlier today. Read about that in the gym by now, um,
0: which for me, like, I think is a is a big shame. For, well, obviously, it's a big shame when anyone passes, um, but for me, especially, like, I've been I've spent a lot of time over the far, past few months uh, watching a lot of Bruno Sammartino and particularly his in particular his feud with Larry Zabisco, um, which I tweeted about earlier, uh, saying it was one of the the realist um, and most gripping wrestling storylines I've, I've ever watched and I've, I've told you about lots of little bits from it um, and I posted a picture on Twitter I, like, I really was was buzzing to meet Larry Zabisco um, a couple of weeks ago um, at, at the WrestleCon show um, and have the opportunity to talk to him about that feud with Bruno as well um, and uh, so it's, it's not a case of I don't know, is, this, is a freaky coincidence perhaps that, that I've spent so a, such a long yeah. while um, you know, looking at it? And I, of course I've been aware of Bruno for years, um, but I've never, you know, because he was really very much before my time, all I ever saw of him was on, um, you remember they used to do wrestling classics on Sky Sports? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I ever used to see, like all I ever really knew of him, mm-hmm. um, you know, aside from being a personality um and, you know, obviously his Hall of Fame stuff um, and the, coming back. Um, I wonder if they said they, said they were making a, docu- a a film on his life, weren't they? Um,
1: what, WWE was it? Uh, no,
0: it wasn't a WWE film. So oh, um, it'd be right. interesting to see if that's still in, I'm sure still in development. Yeah. If it's I'm sure still coming, but I know it's been, he's not, been in the but... works for years, though. Right. So, I think like, I'm years and out. years. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it would be interesting. And I know he always kept in freaky shape even in later Someone life.
1: Someone tweeted a picture of him earlier, and he must have been in his 70s, and I thought, I hope... Well, a, I hope to live to my 70s but like if I get if I get that far I want to look like Bruno San martino yeah. he looked magnificent he did, for man absolutely 70s. yeah
0: and like as well he used to do the Wrestling observer radio shows um, a lot and he was just so articulate with what he said he was completely switched on you know very intelligent man um, so um, so yeah rest in peace Bruno San martino
1: okay so uh, should we get on to the subject of the week while we were full of Controversy. I don't know if that's the right term, but you know what I well, mean. We're yeah. going to talk about something that some people, I think, well, I think some people, some of our listeners will know, um, other people won't know, but I think it could be one of our best episodes to date. It, and really, really, I'm just kind of passing over to you to tell well, to tell the story. So, uh, yeah, I'll it, chime in with with some questions it, and I'll grill you a bit, shall I? Just, yeah, uh, feel free. Like yes. it's your turn to grill me <laughs> after uh, after the Greg Lambert episode yeah, book. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, we're gonna talk about a show called, which wound up being called IPW UK Revolution. Um, and it was a show which was originally slated to be co-promoted by myself and NWE, who have the Italian-based promotion, um, who had great deal of success in Spain, as well as Italy, Spain, France, the Canary Islands, Malta, um, yeah, so they came about probably in what
1: 2004 I think and they were they were essentially selling it as they were I think they their shows were like Stars of Smackdown or something like that so they'd have Yeah, it was essentially a WWE. Yeah. Advert. So you had Rikishi, Billy Gunn, uh Test, Albert, a lot of those guys. Yeah. Uh, but but they were packing them in, you Absolutely. know. They were they were packing and them in like thousands, not not like people would say pack it in, packing them in now, in British wrestling with hundreds. There was
0: So my arena first shows. Yeah, so and and Obviously, um, I well I did a show with you, didn't I, in Italy, in Naples, which is both of our first shows with them. Um, oh, was it before. your first show? Yeah, it was my first show for him. I've oh, I did show in Naples that. where... Uh, I veto, a Big veto. Yeah, and he put the block on. But we'll save that. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that for the veto episode. That's probably a full episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, him staying with you. And... No, I'm sure he would come and kill us. That's yeah. the difference. <laughs> um, no, I'm his friend, um, but yeah. He won't be after the episode. No, maybe not. If you speak the truth.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that was 2007. Anyway, was that show? Uh, but, but 2007. And, and,
0: then I, and then they came back in. So it'd been around for a few <coughs> years prior. But when the show we did was the last show in Italy for a long while. Like they came back to Italy towards the end. Yeah. Like essentially, they had burnt out Italy. They had milked that cow for everything they could. Well, the
1: story was because they because they were advertising the stars of SmackDown. Um, I don't know if that was the exact terminology, but. I think people obviously were coming, thinking, you know, they were watching th- the, WWE SmackDown, the Undertaker, yeah. uh, Batista, who were big SmackDown stars at the time. And obviously, you know, of all due respect to the guys, um, you know, the show we did, the biggest name was Big Vito, but you also had like Aaron Aguilera, who was like Carlito's bodyguard for about three months, and Romeo Roselli, who was one of the heartbreakers for about yeah, six he was months. a
0: big champion, wasn't he? Because he was the um, he's Italian American, Italian, yeah, yeah.
1: So. Uh, so yeah, so so they do. They did great business. I mean, you could argue that if I was a kid and I went to something that said stars of SmackDown and I saw Rikishi and Billy Gunn, you wouldn't know any different. I'd probably be quite satisfied. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but but obviously the Italians maybe they got fed up with it. Well,
0: when they came back, so when they came like so after that show, we get they came back and uh, the the first show I did from after that was in uh, Barcelona, no Madrid. In front of 12,000 people. Yes. Right. And that was like the comeback of The Ultimate Warrior. Um, and then from there on, they ran uh, all the shows they did were sold out for a while before they weren't. <laughs> like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it was like a string of sell out, sell out, sell out. 12,000 this night. Oh, we're at this venue. Oh, this looks like a small venue. Oh, 6,000 people sold out. But it felt like a small venue because of all the, do you know what I mean? Because all mm-hmm. the shows they're, they're running. You know? Yes. Um, and it, it was, for lack of a better term, it was legit. Right. And I'm sure we will have an, an episode where we talk about NWE where, you know, I can kind of tell some stories of the, the tours that I did and you can tell some stories of, um, you know, well, obviously that big veto story. And then obviously you were around for some of the later, latter tours. Eventually I sure we got back, back in, didn't to, I? Back didn't I? Yeah. to France and Italy before mm. you blocked it for yourself again. <laughs> <laughs> and then they packed <laughs> um, up, I think. That was it. Um, I think. You're... Yeah, it was when you were, yeah, when you were done. Um, yeah. That was it. I was a contracted wrestler at the yeah. time though, so. so. There you go. I had yeah. commitments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, like I say, they were legit. Legit as legit can be. And I was I was a referee and I was going I was going there. You know, there was a time when I was probably going there once, what would you say, maybe once a month? Um Yeah, I mean you'd always text months. me and you'd text me. I we, I don't know if we've told this little tiny story before. It just made me
1: laugh. You text me one day, I think you are in Italy, and you're like, guess who I'm having dinner with? And this is when I was in that really miserable relationship as well. Like, <laughs> thoroughly miserable with life, hated life, uh, or hated my partner at the time. Um, but I stuck with her for whatever reason. But you text me and you said to me, guess who I'm having dinner with? And I'm like, go on. And you went, Savio Vega. <laughs> BB who was like the, the, <laughs> the, nurse the blonde Bebe, nurse from yeah. like 2000 and maybe someone that maybe Gangrel or something but I was just like oh what, what are... am I doing my life <laughs> like I could be there with him really but I'm here I hadn't quit wrestling or anything but I was just like I just lost that spark I had a couple of years before because I was just so I don't know I, was, I wasn't in a depression but I was just sad um and yeah then you text me that and yeah. then. But but we'll say, we'll say the time you had dinner with the ultimate warrior for a yeah. time. It
0: was the craziest cast of characters, um, and uh, and they were on terrestrial TV in in Spain and whatever. So basically, all I'm trying to do is paint the picture that they're as legit as legit can be. You're treated like superstars when you're there. You're like everything's everything's five star. Like I can't put it over. You're enough. fed, weren't you? Yeah, you're fed fred, fred, like hotels. You know, your deal. You had free square meals a day hotels taken care of, and good money for doing the shows, so, you know, you weren't even spending money on food, so you were making, it was almost like you were making double, because you weren't even having to look look after yourself for those two weeks that yeah. you were away for. Um, so, anyway, they came to me in 2011, um, so this would have been after, um, so they had, there was, I, I've been looking through kind of an email chain, and there was some tours to the Canaries in the middle, but one of the tours to the Canaries got cancelled they blamed would it have been around the time of the Volcanic Ash or would that have been a bit
1: Uh, possibly the Volcanic Ash was in 2010 because I remember I got stuck in Ireland for a couple of days Um, the last I think the last shows they ever ran before obviously they came to you was 2009 because that's when the new FWA was running yeah and that's when I I've I've been looking and
0: I've got well I've got um, I've got flights booked I had flights booked for shows that year so before okay. during during the negotiations as well. So I think they went back to Italy in the middle of that as well. But yeah, possibly, um, yeah. So um in fact I'm almost certain they did. They went because I like because oh, I
1: know that Marty and a wrestler called Samadonis, American wrestler who's now doing really well in Mexico, they did a, a one off. That was after. That, that was, was too, after okay. that was after
0: my show. Right, okay. So, they
1: made a little um, comeback, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um anyway, long story short, I was contacted by them. Um, and they said they were interested about coming in to the UK, and at the time I was uh, running IPW UK, um, and um, I was, yeah, I, you know, I, I was in, for, for all intents and purposes, I was in charge of IPW, like Dan had, was on another hiatus, um, and this show was actually the impetus for him coming back um, when he re- realised he was getting some attention and stuff, but again, that's a, another story. Um, that we won't ever tell. Oh, we will. Yeah. I think it. Will, I think that will link into. This is almost again just foreshadowing. For this is almost the start of Revolution Pro Wrestling as well. So, um, uh, so this all kind of links into it. So, I think that it's an, it's an important story to tell. Um, but anyway, um, uh, they came up. They they uh, emailed me, called me. What I don't remember how it worked. but I think it was probably brokered by Silvano who. Obviously, lives in England um, and was a talent agent for NWE guys. Yeah, so um, a lot,
1: of you, well, some of you might know Silvano. He's sort of London based, and he's he's a, to be fair, he's actually a really nice guy. Um, but he 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 sort of put himself on a I must be respected pedestal. involved in NWE, but we we'd known Silvano as a bit of a hanger on.
0: It was but weird. Actually, in in England yes that's what he may yeah, be known as but in over there he he was, a, he was part of the team yeah, wasn't and he a, and he was in charge of talent getting people up getting people in the right place he was the agent he'd book guys he'd book all the european talents and he's a real good guy super hard worker and if anything i think he he was sold short in england i think that people didn't treat him with respect which i believe well, he deserved you know
1: there's a there's a list of guys who obviously knew silvano from being uh, you know, a bit of a hanger on, I don't mean that really mean, but like a, a list of guys who, Silvano got booked on these tours to NWE, which I was saying were great successes and never went back because they treated him it,
0: badly. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you and know, it's it's just same that's just yeah. the wrestling business, isn't it? Yeah, you know, sure. So many people, you know, bite the hand that feeds, you know? Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I imagine he, ate, he, uh, brokered this. Um, and, uh It was all about, can you meet with them? And in fact, maybe I didn't even know what it was about, but I remember it was, can you meet with them in London? Um, They'd like to have dinner with you and discuss some potential business. So they met with me uh, in London. We went to an Italian restaurant, which I always thought was kind of weird. Like, if you're from Italy, why do you want to eat unauthentic Italian food? (laughs) We met in an Italian restaurant. It was an expensive restaurant as well. Right and I remember looking at the menu and thinking oh my god I'm not going to have to pay like some of this out like you know like it was super expensive okay. and of course they ordered wine with everything and you know and it was super expensive but they picked up the bill. Oh that's right, right. and yeah. So that was uh, that was uh, the most important thing right. Um, now I couldn't remember the, the ins and outs but the long and short of it is they wanted to promote a show within the United Kingdom. They wanted to find an arena to promote the show in. They wanted to do the same thing they'd done in um, in, in Spain with bringing back a legend and G'ing it up for a big return at an even bigger venue. Um, and I'll reveal that name shortly, right? Um, but they came to me and they basically said they'd want me to take care of um, kind of the press because obviously I speak English. So they would send me stuff in broken English and I'd translate to proper English. Um, they wanted me to book the uk wrestlers um, and uh they wanted me to build partnerships within the uk so like within magazines, newspapers, you know stuff like that. so that was kind of my role um, but they wanted me to pay for all the they wanted me to pay for all the uk talent and the ring as well right but in return, they were willing to pay for whatever the arena was used. All the production costs of that venue. Um, They were prepared to pay for six international wrestlers with one headline wrestler, and they were prepared to give all ringside ticket holders an Ultimate Warrior DVD to be included in the price of ringside tickets. There you go. Return of the Ultimate Warrior, exclusive (coughs) for (coughs) this event. I'll take it. Okay. Um, And for doing that, after costs were were taken care of, they were going to pay me 30% of any profit. I was going to
1: say actually, what were you getting out of that when you were paying for your share? What was the deal? So 30% so of 30% profits.
0: 30% of all profits, but well, I'd get paid back my
1: before Initial. anyone
0: got yep. divvied out any money. Mm-hmm. Like the money would get paid back, and then 30% of I'd which isn't of which all isn't profits. really
1: bad, really, because like how many British ads do they want? Ten or something? Uh, we said 16. 16. So you know, you're
0: looking at a far less outlay. Hey, and one thing it says as well, it says, referee Andy Quilden must do main event 100%. Oh, that's quite a compliment. (laughs) Um, So uh, that's looking back at the, you know, the original email that we had sent. Now, um, so that happened and... um, And I agreed to that. And and let me explain my logic behind doing this. So I've kind of talked before. When we did the York Hall episode, I spoke about my fear of running a big venue and worrying, is it going to work? How's it going to go? And being a little bit daunted and scared by that proposition. And in all honesty, I was like, well, this is a way for me to test the water running a big show with someone else taking all the risk. Yeah, sure. That's a good point. And on top of that, so I, I felt like I'd gained that invaluable experience. But on top of that, I thought... Well, if this becomes anything like Spain, Italy, France, etc., if this becomes like that, then I'll be management in this company, right? And I can stop them making all these mistakes, all these stupid mistakes they made in the past. Um, And, like, there's so many mistakes they made in the past. But, like, so I guess that was my kind of wishful thinking. Um, So that was my uh, logic behind doing it. So do you have any questions at this point? No. Okay, so um, from here, this is all agreed. Of course, ironically, we had to get contracts signed, right? Which, when you find out how it winds up, like, it's kind of very stupid. That's right, you'd have to sign a
1: contract, wouldn't you? You'd have to print it off, scan it back in, send it back to them back in those days. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about
0: that. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Also, any yeah, anyone who wrestled for them. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to, you'd have a contract, and it said something stupid like if you didn't attend the show, you'd be liable for ten thousand dollars or something. That's right. Yeah. Um, unless it was an act of God. So um,
1: yeah, because I had to put out on a few shows. Could have broke my ankle.
0: But that was an act of God.
1: That was an act of God. So you right. Off.
0: You got away. You got away. Either that, or you know, there's there's letters waiting for you at your old address, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. piling up. Um, <laughs> so yeah so that happened um so we signed the contracts then from there um all the craziness started so i was dealing with someone in the office called lara who was uh just the pr girl but if you imagine um we're translating from english here so italian to english but like if you imagine like it's, it's coming through two levels so like it's not like it's coming from the top of the supply chain, like the office. So the managing director of NWE isn't coming to me and saying, "Andy, can you do this?" The managing director of NWE is saying to Lara, his his PR girl, "Can you tell Andy this is this this is this?" So I'm getting like half translated stuff. Okay. Okay. Now, um, I don't know where to start. Is your talent, name of the show. Well, what, let's what's... go with the
1: venue. I think.
0: Okay. So the venue. Oh, so there was a number of possibilities, um, and it wound up. Um, the venue wound up being the uh, the Troxy in London, East London, not too far from York Hall, which seats just over 2,000 people, um, which wasn't an overly ambitious size. Um, now let's put this in perspective. There was a few, like I said, there was a short list of a few venues, um, but the Troxy. Was kind of realistic in size, I believe, in terms of just over two thousand. Maybe it was like two thousand five hundred people. Well,
1: certainly with the, with the initial name they wanted to bring over was would have been quite easy, I thought.
0: Oh, you would have been easy, yeah. But they were talking about coming back with a, you know, with a a, a bigger show in yeah. the future. So and you'd
1: obviously you'd obviously agreed a date as well. Yeah. So April. So it was
0: April I want to say it's April twenty eighth was the okay. date which had been agreed upon okay. um, for this show. Um, so. Um, What's funny is I got the quotes from the venues from just some of them, and I remember the Troxy was one of them. I got a quote back for, and I was just like, "This is the price they quoted. It's a ridiculous price. Um, maybe we can negotiate this, right?" And I remember I had a real job at the time doing conferences, and I, I I was like, I think I was at a conference. I can't remember where it was, but it was like kind of maybe like Berlin or Amsterdam or somewhere, like it was somewhere in Europe. Um, and at the time you didn't used to get like, internet phone signal very well, yeah. whatever. But I remember getting back from the, the, the this wasn't a holiday, it was work, but getting back yeah. and uh, they were like, we've booked the venue, Troxy, deal done, don't worry about it, right? I'm like how much did you pay? Don't worry about it, right? They paid the full price, they didn't, they didn't negotiate what were you talking, 20k
1: maybe 15 uh, no
0: it was under 50? under 20 maybe. okay uh it was probably around the 10 mark i reckon okay. i could i couldn't tell you off the top of my head but like whatever price had paid yeah right it might have been more than that actually i don't know but like whatever price had paid right not only had they agreed to the initial price which was offered they'd somehow managed to pay more on top so yeah <laughs> so don't worry we're nwe we get stuff done right now my rules my rules were I'm not allowed to talk to anyone, so I'm not allowed to talk to the venue, right? I'm not allowed to talk to any international talent that they may be pursuing.
1: So that, that's that's what they've said to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So I said to like so when they're looking at names, I said, well, I've got a relationship with these people, and I remember one of the names I mentioned was Finley because he was coming over in for me in February of that year, right? And I said, well, maybe we could ask Finley if he could do it because obviously he was a a big name at the time um, had just left WWE and I was like uh, you know maybe I can just see if he'll do it for the same that he's done no you can't talk to him it's his NWE we have a big promotion we deal with all international names okay cool whatever right bearing in mind I know for a fact they pay over the odds for I say they pay over the odds it's uh, do you know what I mean it's like a it's that they pay what they're prepared to what they're prepared to pay you know so um, yeah, they so you know, I guess is it what was it's I guess it's the wrestlers' market when NWE's concerned, you know. <laughs> sure, yeah, let's um, see what we can get. So but I said to them, look, I can you know, I let me even tell you what I pay the guys so you can, you know, try and get a better deal. No no interest, right? We're NWE. Right. <laughs> That's what they kept saying, you know. We do these big events, we contact the wrestlers, you don't talk to them. All right, no problem. Right? Now, there was an original list of names. So there's one big name, but like the the names that were spoken spoken about originally were, um, so Chavo Guerrero, MVP, Bobby Lashley, Carlito, Mr. Anderson, Ultimo Dragon, uh, and Vampiro, right? They were the original list of names, plus a big main event name. That big main event name, was going to be dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Goldberg okay yes now in 2012 i think goldberg would have been quite a big deal he's
1: quite a big deal now isn't he really
0: i know but like he hadn't he still he still had yeah it's yeah. like you know so so they had this deal that they said they were working on with goldberg which was going to be he wasn't going to wrestle on that show he was going to make an appearance he was gonna spear some guys. He was gonna get on the microphone. You told
1: me that that could have, you know, I won't say it you could have been you, me and <laughs> yeah. Luke, me and LT yeah. Summers. Yeah,
0: he was gonna spear some guys. He was gonna get on the microphone, and for lack of a better term, he'd say, "Andy Boy Simmons, you're next." Right, whatever it would have been, do you know? Cool, what I mean? have been... Or whoever it would have been, <laughs> you know. So. Um, and then that would have set up for the next show, which would have been Goldberg's big comeback to the ring. In I'm sure they have drawn the 10,000 people. there. venue, <laughs> yeah. Boy Simmons versus Goldberg. But he um, probably would have been Orlando Jordan versus Yeah, someone Goldberg, else. Yeah. Honest, but, um, but yeah. Orlando, yeah. So, so that happened, okay? Now, I, and I'm, I'm like, oh, well, with Goldberg, we're going to sell out this venue. Like, There's nothing to worry about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Like, was to worry about. Sure, and he was going to do a dinner as well, a dinner beforehand, like a which was really weird because I was like, why don't we just do a meet and greet like autograph signing? Like, no, we do a dinner, a VIP dinner. So like, they wanted to charge like I, I don't know, like a you know, like you see like the dinners with Mike Tyson and whatever. So Goldberg would have dinner with everyone. Yeah,
1: but as as big as as big as Goldberg is in the wrestling business, I don't think he transcends wrestling like. Mike Tyson does no
0: but it would have been a small it wouldn't have been a uh, it wouldn't have been like we're trying to get 500 people to this oh, thing okay, like, okay. we're trying to get 100 people to this thing but to pay a premium you know um, so um, again the next thing is um,
1: so what, what, what are the are there any sort of demands from Goldberg is there any sticking well, we, points
0: so like uh, well I guess let's just get the Goldberg stuff out of the way so the Goldberg stuff wound up not happening However, I was strung along for a long while with them saying it's happening, it's days away. Speaking to his agent today, gonna confirm today. Um, and the things which uh, which stopped it was that um, stuff was added. So he wanted to have um, so his wife and kids to come. Then it was he needed a, a suite for his. Instead of a room, he needed a suite, and then he needed a connecting suite for his family as well. So like two. He didn't want to sleep with his wife. No, no. For <laughs> his, separate his, beds. Though. His kids. And oh, okay. All, right? So he wanted a connecting suite for that and first class. Well, if WWE's flights, taught me anything over the last couple, he's only got
1: one kid. So
0: oh, maybe well, whatever. He's yeah. one. What kid. Was he bringing his nan? Know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're trying to add shade into my story. Here, no, no I'm not. I'm uh, trying to. I'm trying to add shade
1: into Goldberg's story. Actually. Um,
0: so. So that's why it kind of wound up falling apart. And like, I swear to God, like I, I, like I say, I've been going through the emails today, and I swear, one of the emails said we would rather it said something we'd rather sell um, one thousand five hundred tickets and make a twenty thousand pound profit than sell two thousand five hundred tickets and make a twenty thousand pound profit. Right? It's ridiculous. So, so this is where I was saying like. You know, listen, guys. You know, and there's more to this as well. But like, you know, that was that was their logic, right? And I understand how you can risk less money for the same reward. I understand that, right? But it wasn't like tickets were selling at a rate to sell 1,500 tickets to make a twenty thousand pound profit. Sure. Do you know what I mean? And like, the tickets were ridiculous. Tickets were like <clears throat> seventy nine, sixty nine pounds, right? Which, and for ringside. But ringside wasn't front row. Ringside was like the first twenty rows or something. Right. So they'd calculated, yeah. you know, they'd calculated all this money. And I was like, well, we should break it down into like similar to the way I do my York Hall shows with front row, second row, third row, rows, four, five, six. Do you know what I mean? Just let's break it down a little bit so people know exactly what they're getting. Yep. Um, but they didn't want to do that. Um So, um my 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 role was to uh, again, I, do, I feel like I'm going all over the place here, but let me just say one thing before I forget. One big thing was, we need a name for this show, right? We need a name for this show.
1: Oh, so a name for the event, you mean? For the like. event. So you settled yeah, on event. The event revolution. must have a name. Okay. So
0: we need to communicate the title of the event. I'm just reading this verbatim. ASAP, uh, prior to the tickets pre-selling. Otherwise, they can't start selling tickets... Now we need a single name. Strong as wrestling. Some old examples. Smackdown. Armageddon. Shockwave. Raw. Impact. SummerSlam. Etc. Shockwave's a good one. There's never used that, have they? And then it said, we fought resolution. Okay. Right? And then it said... That must
1: get lost in translation, surely.
0: Or, but it's more than one word, face-to-face. Right? And then I got sent a list of names as well. So then, so then I was told Roberto, the guy who ran it. He likes, uh, he likes movies about the end of the world. So he likes what he likes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like he loved Gladiator, so he made M Dog Twenty. Oh yeah, Three Thousand. Yeah. Right. He likes what he likes. Right.
1: He also made a film about with Leroy Kincaid in it.
0: Yeah, a uh, Gladiator. Oh, is it uh, about yeah, Gladiator? Yeah. 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 He's um, one of them films. He likes the end of the world, right? So, um, so literally, NWE IPW UK, end of the world. I mean, it's translated into Italian, right? But all of, all of them start NWE UK. Are you ready for the rest? Go on. Demolition of the world. The end of millennium in 2012. <laughs> Destruction of the world. Interna- international evolution of war evolution of the world the begging I must guess this means the beginning the beginning of world war war for the world no mercy for the world I quite like war for the world that was all right actually yeah that we might right. Use that. yeah we might use that one war for the world we use that for a future show yeah world of hell I mean war. War was
1: always a bit touchy subject obviously but I kind of feel like in a you know like for a wrestling show war for the world it's a bit WCW 92 isn't it like judgment said it was awesome but...
0: judgment of the world okay there's another one it's all about the world so um, so yeah so there's your there's your things okay so you know like I say he likes what he likes so that's what was getting communicated back to me right so I came up with a term revolution <laughs> right yeah i don't know why but i i had the idea of new revolution but like spell the n n u the same way, the same they, way spell they spell new wrestling new evolution. evolution um but i was told we can't do that because um there'll be too much confusion over the company name ah oh. so we weren't allowed to call it that however they were happy to go with revolution because they like the idea of one word okay so um so yeah, I'm not sure what name, what list came first, whether it was that second list I read out or whether it was a uh, Armageddon. I'd, I'd like to have called it SmackDown. Actually, see how that <laughs> see how that went. It worked well for for a few years. Um. So, um, as part of my thing, like I, I was responsible for getting uh, press for the deal. So I'm I did quite a bit, right? And I'll read you an email later on that I sent where I detailed everything that I actually did because they was getting. You know, they wouldn't listen to anything that I suggested and told them they needed to do, right? But I was saying to them, "Listen, we need to announce with the big name, right? We're going to announce this show. We need to announce with a big name." They're like, "No, we want to drip feed information bit by bit by bit," which is fair enough. So, sure, we announce a show, but then we still need to announce a big name at some point to, you know, to get that that boost on ticket sales, right? And I'm like, know I don't know
1: if this is the right theory, but I'd think if I was running a big show with a big name." You'd want because the big name obviously costs the most amount of money. You want to get the most out of it that you can, exactly, to get it
0: done. So get it out there
1: <clears throat> eight weeks before the show. Then you've got eight weeks worth of tell- selling tickets with with a big name rather than oh we'll announce him six weeks before the show. Yeah. Therefore, it's only got six weeks to let absolutely. Them, let him but what
0: they what what they were doing, as I said to you before, was they were almost testing the water to see if we'd sell any tickets without him. Um, I believe they were they were looking at it, and if for example they sold six hundred tickets, a thousand tickets, they'd be like cool, we've got some money to spend on him now, let's let's commit to Goldberg yes. and run the show with Goldberg. Whereas I look at it like, without Goldberg, you're not selling the tickets. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And NWE's name, I can't emphasise enough, NWE's name was dirt as well because of the quality of shows they put in on.
1: But also, uh, we won't touch upon this now because we're, we're, we're 45 minutes in, but and the only uh, show NWE had been a part of in England was the absolute debacle of a show... That they did with one PW about oh yeah I about forgot far, about that yeah, yeah five years before that <laughs> yeah and um, yeah so that was the only real sort of knowledge uh, to the British wrestling scene actually firsthand and it was the only knowledge the British wrestling fans had about NWE yeah so which wasn't a great deal but if for anyone who did know they were probably a bit like oh well that show with Hyde and Wright versus El Ligero on it or whatever it was it wasn't that good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and looking at this list again, there's uh, some more... There's some more, This is another email. This is a stuff is progressing. Some, like, finalising the names before we announce. And the list is really funny because when you think we wound up with Carlito and Chris Masters, and Carlito at the time was a great name because he'd never been over before. Um, Chris Masters had.
1: Chris Masters been over what? a few
0: times, but i say about Chris Masters, I've always thought that... Not because he's, like, muscly, but, like, I don't know. I just always
1: think I say about Chris Masters well, he, that
0: I quite like. Well, he wound up being the centrepiece of the, the advertising. Do you know why? Why? Because they didn't have any pictures of Carlito. <laughs> and right. they wouldn't let me use any WWE pictures of Carlito. Okay. So they were just, like, just run with Chris Masters. Right. So eventually I got a picture of Carlito, but it was, like, a picture of... It was the equivalent of you standing in front of a bra- bathroom mirror with your top off, taking a picture with your mobile phone. Okay, I think I've seen that picture, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so the names here are listed a Chavo Guerrero... Who he actually fell through because he wanted more money at the last minute. Okay. Um, I remember that. Eugene, Raven, Tajiri, Nunzio, Chuck Palumbo, Rhino, Dudley Boys. Dudley Boys would have been good. Dudley Boys
1: would have been great.
0: Yeah. Um, Except for when we met
1: Bubba Ray. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
1: I I maintain that the Dudley Boys could have done a massive tour of England. Uh, you know, the, the, the we could the to liken it to anything. It's a the Dave Boy Smith yeah. of ninety four. Dudley boys going up and Ta- down the country. Tables, tables matches, matches. Yeah, every night. Yeah. Every night they could have been. Yeah, I massive I think they could have
0: done that as well. Like kind of in between their like WWE and TNA stints. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, so they also promised in March they'd do a TV ad.
1: Okay, like, what in it it more Raw or something?
0: during Impact on. Okay. it, said, well, it says Impact.
1: Okay. It's like terrestrial TV, I guess. Yeah. It's not
0: bad. The, tea spot, the TV spots will be be paid for by NWE, and we're thinking of using the show "Where Is TNA?" Um, we will also consider a strong campaign on Facebook. Um, so, uh, and this was after. So this was after they decided not to go with Goldberg. Actually. Yeah. So so so, so, so the Goldberg thing it, just came so to. Said, so they said end in place end. in its place we'll get a TV ad. Okay. Right, and they said um, they will do, a t- and they said they will do a two for one promotion. Right, and this is again just all the insanity. Right, so they were selling tickets at seventy pounds a ticket. They wanted to do a month offer, and I think they probably did. They wanted to do a month offer, fifty percent off all tickets. Right. Right, and I'm like, we've just charged people full price for tickets, and now you're doing a half price offer, punishing people for being.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really. Uh- yeah, it doesn't really set a good tone, does it? No. As to people wanting to you come back and buy tickets a following show.
0: Absolutely not. No, absolutely terrible. Um, so, and I can see stuff where I'm like arguing about Goldberg, and I see like a, a line here which says ultimately, I still believe Goldberg's a key. It's not a case of, um, but we haven't sold any tickets. We need a draw to sell tickets. Uh, the issue is, at the moment, is we have expensive tickets and have a promised big name, but we don't have a big name. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? You yeah. can't break it down more simply than that, can you? No. you know? um, so, um, again, let me... Ex- a few things. So, I'd organise with Fight and Spirit magazine four monthly. So, the four months leading up to the show, they'd do a double-page spread about the show. We'd give them an exclusive announcement, and when the t- time comes, we'd give them interviews with... Wrestlers, yeah, right. And I had to smarten them up to look negotiate with Goldberg. You know, it should be done because they're telling me it's a done deal, right? And the Fighting Spirit magazines are coming out. I've got nothing to announce, nothing, literally nothing, right? So I'm having to come up with you know some kind of content to announce. And we wound up we wound up doing a cruiserweight championship tournament. Like, thank God we did. We did a cruiserweight championship tournament, which I built up on my shows, which at least gave us something to. You to know, get said, to, to, get obviously. to, yeah. So it was kind of at least something built towards something. Um, and, um, yeah, and the, this show just, it wasn't selling because they didn't have a draw. Then they came to me and said, and we, we alluded to this in the Steve Linsky episode, they said, oh, we've got Bret Hart. And then Bret Hart got in touch and said, uh, he said his exact words, I, I haven't got his exact words, but basically Bret Hart said he can't... Um, He's very sorry. He got his dates wrong. Um, he's actually provisionally booked for a tour of Qatar. If it doesn't happen, he can do the show. Yeah. And, we'll let us know a couple of days before. Yeah. <laughs> and as a result, you know, and we knew these Qatar shows weren't going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And okay. they didn't happen. So we lost out on Bright Hart as well. So it's like, who are we going to have of as this name? And then ultimately they came back with Kevin Nash. So... Again, it wasn't necessarily the best name, but it was a name, and it was something that we could finally at least advertise. Yeah. Because, it, I sw- like... Was Kevin going to wrestle? Yes, he was wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it was just going to be Kevin Nash versus Chris Masters. But, <laughs> um, but he Kevin Nash was wrestling on the show, yes. Um, so it gave us something that we could, we could cling on to and advertise, right? So once we got Kevin Nash... I got an advert in Power Slam magazine, which was um, uh, during the WrestleMania edition, which was their most read issue. Um, I uh, I set up interviews for Power, mag- Power Slam magazine. Now, in that issue, they would have interviewed Kevin Nash, Carlito, and Chris Masters. Do you know what NWE said? Go on. You can interview Chris Masters, not Kevin Nash and Carlito. Right, why? Go on. We don't waste our time with wrestling press.
1: Right, yeah, they had this sort of, yeah, strange mentality about that, wasn't it? Like, they wanted to be bigger, bigger than wrestling. Before. Yeah. So, like, people say, when I say people, I mean, like, you know, you read columns and stuff on the internet about Vincent Mann wanting to be, sort of, not really be wrestling. But Vincent Mann has been a massive success in wrestling, so if he wants to step up a level, you know, to get away from, fair enough. But NWE hadn't really been, certainly in this country, have really been a massive success in wrestling, so... Yeah, I, I I can fully fully um, understand that's their way of thinking. I don't agree with it yeah. at all, but I do appreciate but that's I'm their way like, of thinking.
0: Any coverage, yeah, is is good coverage. In Palestine, um, did good numbers. And yeah, absolutely. Um, I got them an interview in the Sun online with Kevin Nash and a podcast with him that they did, and then they went nuts at me when it came out because obviously, N.W. like. What are they going to do? What are they going to talk to Kevin Nash about? They're not going to spend half an hour talking to Kevin Nash about, so on April 28th, you're coming to here, to London. On April 28th, you're going to be wrestling. On April 28th, they spoke to him about things like WrestleMania and, you know, like WWE, his his career. career. And then they said, you know, at the start, (laughs) at the start, in the middle, and at the end of the interview, they said Kevin Nash will be in action for, you know, NWE at this date. This place. Here's a link for tickets. So Kevin did the interview. He did the interview, yeah. Okay, but that was the only one he did because they were saving his interviews, <laughs> right? I see. Um, but that's what I mean. I got I got heat for that. And like i'm looking at a, a reply i wrote to them i said regarding the sun interview i literally it's so disorganized and you know i'm aware we're running low on time but i said i'm aware you weren't happy with the sun interview um i've tried to explain to you on numerous occasions uk press is not interested in ipw or nwe it's interested in wwe as long as our show gets a plug we should be happy the sun won't cover anything outside of wwe or tna obviously times have changed now um one look at their website will confirm this. Therefore, we should be happy that we even had our event mentioned there. And I'd strongly suggest you we take them up on their offer of arranging an interview with Carlito, right? Because they said they'd interview Carlito, and after that interview, they were like, nope.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, it's mad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I keep saying it, but right. it just, it is.
0: and I'm like, and I'm saying here, like I'm looking here, I'm like saying I can't control what they write, so you can't blame me for this, you know. Uh, and it's they briefed Kevin Nash of what he could and couldn't say.
1: N.W.E. did. Yeah. Okay. So do you know what
0: I mean? So it's nothing to do with me. I wasn't allowed to talk to him. Um, so um, you know, and and they put they even put a picture of the poster on the the website. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, what more can you ask for? Um, so um, so yeah. So that was just the the craziness of of N.W.E. with Kevin Nash, and like it was almost like we've got these guys, but we're going to be precious about telling people about <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. And I I remember like I was I was saying to people like. Listen, we need to be uh we need to be advertising at these events. Like there was WWE, there was TNA coming to the UK. And I was like, We need to get flyers so we can advertise these events, you know. Um, so how can we advertise these you know, how can we let wrestling fans know about these events? They're like, Ah, oh, it's not our priority, TNA's not our priority. I'm like, they were doing Wembley, we could have people at that tour. Oh, I see, yeah because you know I mean? end flyer of April, ring.
1: WWE would have been here probably a couple of weeks beforehand, yeah, and,
0: and, and and TNA was in January, I think. Yeah, so like, Send wow, just up. let's get people out flying. But the big thing was we got no one spot on the flyer until like they, <laughs> you know until we eventually confirmed yeah. Kevin Nash. Yeah, if
1: you're coming um, out at WWE and you see a poster, and all respecting the world him, if you see a poster with just Carlito and Chris Masters on, you're gonna be like, oh, I've just seen. John Cena, yeah, and, right. But, so,
0: with Nash, but with Kevin it, Nash, yeah, maybe but but I mean? definitely Kevin's with Bret Hart, yeah, definitely, yeah sure. definitely, definitely, definitely with, with Goldberg, Goldberg, you know. Um, so, and they also had this deal that they had like a oh, so they they went nuts at me, right? So, I got an allocation of tickets. Thank God, I got an allocation of tickets to sell because if I didn't, actually, I would have had no one at it, right? So, I took an allocation of tickets to sell, right? Um, now, through
1: ipw.com
0: yeah but i also listed it on other places like i listed it in ctickets.com. they found the c tickets links and went nuts because they were like how can you list it in in c tickets without consulting us we need to sell all our tickets through ticket line it's not true we had to sell uh, x amount of tickets through ticket line who worked with the troxy at the time okay but i was allowed a percentage of tickets to sell myself um and I said, like, I told Silvana, I was listening it there, As you're concerned about ticket sales, and I'm going to do what needs to be done. So this is, at this point, I'm just like, I'm just going to have to get on and do stuff and make this show happen. So I, I listed the, the, the thing on C tickets. I listed it on loads of different places as well. Um, and I put... Here, it doesn't need to be a drama. I've simply listed it there, and if it sells any tickets, I'll allocate them with my allocation. If I need more tickets, I'll let you know. It may not sell any tickets, as we aren't advertising them as a ticket outlet. So we're not even advertising them as a ticket outlet. They're just an additional source of tickets. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, but listing there is a good opportunity, as it adds you to hundreds of listing guides, which increases visibility of a show. Fair enough? Absolutely, yeah. Right? Um, they were also kicking off, because... Um, I, I guess, like, it said, like, IPW or First, or I don't know, like, the way the show was listed. So I said, here, look, I don't care what initials are advertised. I've just changed it. And, and, and as a result, I've changed it to NWE to demonstrate this to you. Um, Which is why I don't care. The ticket line is, it lists it as NWE wrestling. All I care about is getting people to the show. So, you know, I for whatever reason, they were just precious about, you know, NWE needs to come first. NWE needs to be the centre of attention. Yeah, I don't want to um, say this is
1: like an Italian trait, but it certainly. I, I. I'm again. I'm not surprised that was their attitude towards it. They just had that very much like. Right. And I don't know. Like everyone's has a right to be proud of everything they've done, but they had a real way of doing things. You know, yeah,
0: and so. it had to be listed as American wrestling as well. It couldn't just be wrestling only okay. American wrestling. Um, so here's some of the extra stuff I did. Right, so I did pay per click advertising on um, on Facebook um, because they hadn't done any of what they said they were going to do. Right, I had five six sheet billboards around London, um, and then a forty eight sheet billboard. And is this still with Kevin Nash on it? Yep, yeah, with Kevin Nash on. Okay. Yeah. yeah um this is once we had confirmed kevin nash and stuff wasn't selling so i'm like right i need to make this happen because it's not going to happen otherwise i used my own money for this and i was just like well whatever i'll get some money back on merchandise i'll get some money back on my 30 percent at the other end if it makes any money but what i know can't happen is this can't be a flop yes right so that was my and again you might think i'm an idiot for doing this but i've always um I've always tried to protect British wrestling the best I can. There was memories of Wrestle Express, memories of uh, John Farrow, memories of um, you know all those you know all those shows that we spoke about in that Rez fails episode. And I was like, I don't want this. And I was very aware. You don't that... want to be your name attached to no. anything. And, you and, have... and like and I was very aware that Power Slam had given it some coverage. And like I was very aware that Power Slam was so resistant to British wrestling. And I just wanted to make it work, you know. Yeah. So um, so that's why I did all this stuff using my hard-earned money to make it happen. Um, so uh, I paid for your match. Do you remember we had your match at the Birmingham NEC, you and one of the hunters? Oh, yes, And we had flyers distributed. Did we? There, yeah. I went there my dad. My dad took me. Yeah, um, that's right. But that was a stipulation of them handing out flyers for me. Was to that was another favour idea. I don't think out. I even got paid for that. Yes, yeah, you did. No, I don't think yeah, I did. did. No, I did that as a favour. 100%, did. 100% didn't. Whatever. <laughs> oh, it's too late now. I'm not paying you now, <laughs> I got advertising in the Daily Mirror newspaper. Come on. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. That's quite... Uh, yeah, must been, was that exp- I remember you telling me about that. It actually time, was actually. nowhere near as expensive as you'd think. But it yeah. was expensive, but it was nowhere near as expensive For that as you that paper, you'd think, you'd think yeah, um, sure. And I got a 60-word 60, 60 advertorial as well. I'm reading
1: the lines here, yeah, the next two Fridays. So it was... Yeah, I remember that specifically, you yeah. telling me that, yeah. Because obviously, working in a paper shop, or well, my mum and dad running a paper shop, it was, um, I'd check it and be like, oh,
0: look, there's Andy's interview. Uh, yeah. advert there. Um, so I was sending ma- emails out to my database. I've sent it out three times and was going to do it once a week between then and the show. Um, I purchased emails of 1,360 people based in the UK who've purchased wrestling merchandises. I don't really know who this is from, from a retailer. I don't really know who that is. That might be me. Um, so, uh, but I've emailed those people. That might be me. Oh, really? Yeah, you obviously told him you purchased them, but I was like, because I used to give you my PayPal, like, log into my PayPal. And then I used to sit and copy and paste all the email addresses. Yeah. I've not done that for a while. No. Maybe we should. uh, Well, we'll
1: swap, shall we? That seems um, fair.
0: uh, Yeah, I just see what i was saying. I've done personal funds. Oh, so this is a very (laughs) bit like, so, and and this is where I'm saying to them, look. There's been four double-page spreads about the show since we announced it in Fighting Spirit magazine. This has been a missed opportunity as we had no real news for them until this month's issue, which came out on Thursday. This month's edition also has an interview with Sammy Callahan, which I organised, who plugs the show. And I've had to explain who Sammy Callahan is after that because they wouldn't have had a clue. <laughs> right? But again, I had no obligation to bring in an import. That was NWE's side of things. But I, you know, again, I was just like... No one's interested in supernova. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, let's uh, let me. Was he bringing? Did he care? Yeah. Oh. He, he was booked. He didn't come. No, because he turned down a, a very generous offer. Um. So I had to renegotiate with everyone after the the fact. Oh, okay. So I see. Yeah. I, so I renegotiated Chris Masters, Carlito, um, Kevin Nash, and uh, M Dog, and we failed on a couple of others. But <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Thirty-five thousand flyers distributed, I'd organised. Do you know what I mean? Like all this, and it's amazing. None of it really had any traction. Um, but um, yeah, so I've done I've done all that stuff for them. I've got no paper ads. I've got no I've got no um, I've, got, I've got no TV ads. I've got no big names. Do you know what I mean? What can I do? And they're going on about doing um they're going on about doing Groupon and there's something called KGB deals. right and
1: uh um the russian mafia or something kg it was a russian government agency i don't don't know but they wanted to do
0: a deal right so lara's going to me from nwe so she's already had it rejected by them and she's going to me can you uh talk to them because i said like any people from england just let me talk to because i can do a sales pitch for for them because i know what i know what will attract them to the product and at the time i knew a lot about um I knew a lot about Groupon um, and those type sites because I'd just come off a little run. Oh, so Groupon had rejected the deal? No, KGB Deals had.
1: Okay, they weren't Um, interested in So
0: they weren't interested in what Lara had to say to them. So I I gave them a sales pitch, right? And they were very interested. She's like, because Lara's obviously failed, sent me the number. I've called them. I've given them a sales pitch. They're like, we're very interested in this event. Um, Let's set it up. And they're like, oh, actually, when they took it back to the team, they're like, we've already been contacted by an Italian woman and we've rejected, oh, it's been see. rejected, okay. and they said despite the fact we're very interested, once it's been rejected we it doesn't get back in line, so, and that was when that stuff was all the rage, so that would have been obviously a big uh, a big seller, but that's just a, you know, that's literally just an example of some of the craziness um, that was going on um, so this was five weeks out from a show um, and then um, uh so let's get to only because we're running short on time.
1: But this is a good story. We've gone over an hour now. Let's let's get to when when do you find out Kevin Nash is no longer coming? Because that is one of the biggest stories coming out of this, isn't it? Like you you know you thought you'd had some. You've got someone, a former WWF champion. You know, a big name throughout the world. Um, you know, was he selling tickets? We um, uh, were you. Were you like, he
0: was, but slowly. Um... So uh, we also got done for fly posting in London. Okay. (laughs) A fine or just told off? No, they they threatened us with a fine. It never happened. Okay. That was. But I don't fly post. But this one went up in a uh, post box. We nearly got in trouble for that. For what? Really? One. Yeah, two thousand five hundred pounds. They threatened a fine. They didn't. They didn't fine. Okay. So Kevin Nash. So so when this all happens, um, okay, this all actually transpires on the Wednesday before my birthday, Um, but this all comes to a head. um, This all comes to a head on my actual birthday, the 8th of April. Okay, that's depressing. It's it's been a memorable day day for two reasons. Number one, um, I uh, got threatened to be sued by Kevin Nash's agent, Bill Behrens, who I wound up having a nice relationship with in the end. And number two, I met Phil Mitchell on that day. Oh, yeah, so, okay, yeah. It was a day of highs and lows. Same, it was the same day, 2012. Same day, same day, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. there with Phil Mitchell. Same man. day. Um, what a night that and, was. Uh, and basically... Um, uh, so, so you wake
1: up one morning from a court for a call or an email so, well, what from what happens? So what Barons happened on or? the Wednesday
0: of that week, the Wednesday evening, I got an email from NWE basically saying... They were pulling out of a show. They were cancelling the show. It's not sold enough tickets. So at this time, it's probably maybe sold maybe 300 tickets, right? 200 of which are sold. 100 of which they mm. had sold, right? Through the venue, which was the main source of the, the links. Do you know what I mean? Um, so um, they, they say, we're pulling out the show. Um, you know, we've paid the deposit on the venue. We've paid the flights for all the wrestlers apart from Kevin Nash. Um, they said it's up to you if you want to try and salvage something for, from it, but we're washing our hands of it, we're done. right? Which is crazy considering they're the ones who made the contract in the first place and now they're walking out on said contract, you know, like maybe three weeks before the event, right? So I was like, oh God, right? And I was just like, like I said to you, my main thought in my mind, So first of all, I'm like, I've just spent all this money on all this advertising, <laughs> yeah. right? So that was a big thing. Um, but then... All I'm thinking is, I don't want to become that next name on the list. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want Andy Quilden to be added to Ryan Aaron Houston and, you know, all those list of names, right? So I'm like, I need to make this show happen, right? That was, a, there was never a point in my mind where I was like, I can't, this show can't happen. But then, like, I found out, I didn't know again. So bearing in mind, we're NWE. We don't, do you know what I mean? Like, they're saying to me, we're NWE. Yeah. Like, you don't want, we, out we we'll pay, we it, pay, yeah. we deal with it you're nothing to do with it so then they had to send through the price of the venue they had to send through the price of the um the wrestlers that agreed deals with um and i looked at that all of that stuff and i was like oh my god we're in a hole do you know what i mean like even like like i said like a guy like supernova who's no one he was just an addition to a ladder match. So I added a ladder match like when I was trying to sell tickets because we had nothing to announce. So I was like, we'll do a six man ladder match and we can at least announce one person each week in the ladder match and have UK guys in it because you know, that's all we can confirm. Like, do you know what I mean? There's nothing to confirm, nothing to announce. They had nothing for me. Yeah. Right? So, um so they're saying to me, Okay, um, we've got um uh I've I've lost my train of thought what was I saying You said about supernova. had oh, the supernova wage list, he's he's so. he's priced so I emailed Emdok who I was a good friend with and I said listen I can't afford to pay you this what they were paying you I can afford to pay you this which is more in line of his realistic, realistic money he was completely cool with it he understood the situation Nova was just like nah <laughs> Oh really? Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, which I thought was crazy. I forgot to remind him of that when he was needed say, a place he, to stay like a few years ago. Yeah. He came back. He came over for Dixon. Yeah, a couple of years did. later, and for he was 50 probably working show. for fifty quid a show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and he was. He would have earned substantially more than that by coming to England for one day. For one day, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so that happened with with Nova, and obviously Kevin Nash was a big one. We couldn't. We couldn't. He was adamant he wanted his
1: fifty k, was he?
0: Um, 100, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so he he wanted a, a quite a substantial, he had agreed a substantial fee. Now, I don't blame Kevin Nash for any of this at all because he had a contract signed. The NWE had agreed to pay him and they had paid him $2,000 up front, um, which wasn't 50% just for record, just in case anyone's like, oh, it was a lot less than that. Um, it was a lot less than 50% of what his, his fee was. Um, now, I knew that that was what they paid him so i just offered them um the the price they had like i had a hundred percent of pitcher money for nwe or something so i offered them a deal um so i sent i had i obviously had to tell tell bill barons um what had happened um and uh and it it was very hard because obviously i had to kind of explain they're not running the show anymore, but I still want to keep the show coming. Now I know Kevin Nash has been paid this amount of money already. Um, Listen, like he's more than entitled to keep that money. Um, Now, if you wanted to have, um, you know, if he still wants to come across and earn some additional money, I can pay him this amount, which I think was another 2000, maybe something like that. Um, And he can keep a hundred percent of all his picture money. Like just, just, throwing it out there saying, sure. you know, like, uh, and like I said, I can't get first class travel. You'd have to be, you know, standards travel as well. Just throwing it out there. I understand if this isn't something that he wants to do, but all I'm trying to do is salvage a show, salvage a deal, and still earn Kevin Nash some money. And now I appreciate this because at this time I've got no track record whatsoever with booking international talents, um, you know, or big name international talents, so no track record at all, and I appreciate it, it sounds as suspect as hell, right? Yeah, and that's the way it was, you know, treated. Um, so, um, so yeah, so I got a uh, I got a message back from Bill, which I'll read pretty much verbatim. Um, so we have a contract with NWE for this date that we expect to be honored. Deposit was, oh, so you got really better than that, so he
1: would have wrote like. We have a contract of NWE for this date, which we expect to be honored.
0: Okay. Deposit was received from NWE by bank transfer per contract. NWE required this contract and executed it. See attached. So this is where they're I didn't nearly swore. This is where they're having arguments. He attaches an email where they're having arguments with Bill Barron saying, We need this contract signed. Okay. And he's like, Look, once you pay the deposit we've agreed, and I'll write back to you with written confirmation. they like, we need you to sign this contract, that same contract you alluded to. with um, oh, if it's if one you of don't those. Okay. Yeah. So, you know. Um, Kevin Nash is a centrepiece of your promotion for the show. right? Also, what I'd like to bet, just throw out as well is, yes, he was a centrepiece of the promotion of the show, but it was so late in the day that it wasn't like he was a centrepiece of the promotion from the from start. The start. Um, and uh, his name is the largest print. The video promo that includes him was posted on youtube on 12th of march four weeks ago on youtube alone 1500 people have watched it you're welcome nwe do you know what i mean mm. um so that's but that was only four weeks prior so is you know four weeks worth of advertising and really you know we needed him at the start you know um and I'm not blaming Kevin Nash, I'm not blaming Bill Barons. I'm blaming NWE for this, you know. Um, tickets have been sold and are still being sold based on NWE and IPW promoting Kevin Nash as a centrepiece of your show and promotion. Um, Kevin Nash directly helped promote the show, and the pictures are still being used of him that we provided. NWE is still promoting it on him on his, on his website as well. How crazy is that? You've cancelled the show, you've walked away from it. But NWE used to do this deal where they like if they cancelled something, they'd still just leave all the information up. Didn't care. Just Didn't, it. Care. Didn't care. Didn't care. Just wash it. Like like I say, no fault respect for the, the wrestling industry. Just wash their hands of it. Walked away from it. Um, you know you cannot modify the booking terms nor cancel him per the contract. You can cancel the show. Obviously, the last thing I want to do. Yeah. No announcement now will explain adequately his absence from a show and the only reason that could be given would be that the promoters force promoted him and then did not want to spend the agreed monies to bring him in and plan to breach contract. That's the definition of bait and switch. Please communicate with with NWE and come up with a better solution. No announcement should be made as Kevin Nash has not cancelled from this show and has been advertised by you and NWE for quite a while, not on short notice he's not cancelling and expects full and complete performance by NWE and you per contract Thank so i'm you. not mentioned i'm not mentioned in this contract at all yeah so um so yeah so you can see um you can see there how this escalated quickly and i received that message on my birthday and i was like oh my god hmm. oh my god and the funny thing is, it's a picture of Kevin Nash that they provided, but that wasn't actually the picture that was on the actual poster. Um, I think I had a picture of him more in his prime on that. Uh, yeah. It's the not actual... a great picture, is it? Yeah, that wasn't the picture which was actually used. That was a that was the internet one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I d- it's not worth going through. It's not worth going through what I replied, is it?
1: No. I mean, I... well, you didn't really have a lot to say apart from, oh, but "I'm really sorry."
0: Well, no, I d- I had a lot. You know, like. Um, you know, I I told him he's correct, and I just replied to him saying, essentially, that end up explain it, just explaining the situation, bullet point in it, and saying that you know we've not force promoted him, and we can't take his information down until we've got confirmation from yourself sure. that he's not doing the show. You know, like how can I I can't suddenly pull his advertising and say he won't be at this show without you being the first one to hear about it, you know? So it was kind of an awkward situation in that respect. Um, So, you know, ultimately we got things worked out between myself and Bill, um, and it was very amicable. um, And he said, he even said in his last email, he said, if any media have questions for Kevin, he may agree to answer them. And if so, we'll focus on NWE. I will also comment on NWE if asked. Okay. So, um, ultimately, you know, Bill was very reasonable in the situation. And like I say, I can, I can a hundred percent hand on heart say, like, I don't, you know, when he sent those emails, like he, he, he didn't know the full story. He didn't know the full situation. Um, and, um, and I would have reacted exact same way he did, you know, and, um, and it certainly wasn't the, the, the way I wanted to get off on my relationship with Bill. No, um, Who, like I say, I wound up working with for many years after. Um, and obviously, he's AJ Styles' agent as well, who, who I spent a great deal of time with. Um, so, again, that that's a show in a nutshell. I took it over. Um, we had some help. Actually, Alex Shane came through, actually. Um, Go to, on, Alex. And, and he helped with some last-minute promotion um, and also provided a crew of people to help. Um, during the the show, and one of which was Oliver Bennett. So that was your first time you commentated with Ollie Bennett. Yeah, that's
1: right. It was first time I met Ollie, and first time I'd ever commentated on I think anything seriously ever.
0: So yeah, aside from that one, uh, one Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, so yeah, so so like I say, like it, I, you, know, Alex. Kind of, um, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? When I did, he was like, he was one of the people I called. So it'd been Alex, Shane, Mark, Sloan They were like a the two people I kind of probably reached out to. Um, I probably called you and you were like, "Ah." (laughs) oh, unlucky, (laughs) Unlucky, mate. Um, But yeah, I just knew that we had to deliver something and like we all came together and uh, and presented something. Um, And I I don't know, I think we had close to 600 people there in the end, um, which was very respectable given... All the stuff because of course I had to refund people when Kerry Nash couldn't come. So like I offered people refunds, and of course, as people do and are well within their rights to do, they, you know, They're went through and took their them, refunds. Yeah. So it was almost like I had to re-advertise a show, um, you know, on two three weeks' notice, um, and just make what I could out of the situation. Um, so we wound up we wound up with a very well attended. What did I say? Very a reasonably attended show. Yeah. Um, and 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 again in those days, like six hundred was a was a very big number for British wrestling. I know you see it all the time now, um, but You know, we got a nice DVD out of it, which at the moment we got on sale at Shopbrev for two ninety nine. So oh, yeah? if you so if you do want to see like what happened at the end, you can get shopbrevpro.com for two pounds ninety nine pence, as I'm still clawing back the massive loss oh. that I made on that show. <laughs> but for two pounds ninety nine, shopbrevpro.com yeah support the you can, course uh, you can give it a watch. It's also on rpwondemand.com as well. Um so the show is called Revolution. Um it nearly finished me off he really did mm. nearly finish me off for good, um, and it took me a long while to kind of get myself financially stable after it. But it was like a lot of grafting, a lot of hustle, and um, and it would be enough to put a lot of people off running wrestling shows forever, right? Yeah. Um, but here I am, all those years later. Um, and uh, and still going strong and like i say that was the impetus for creating revolution pro wrestling which was i believe the best decision i ever made was separating from ipw um so and 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 it gave, gave me that confidence and after i ran that show you know when when it's like you know i don't want to run a big show because what if everything goes wrong well everything did go wrong absolutely everything that could go wrong went wrong, went wrong right yeah. and i was working with absolute idiots from the start right and i and i and, and genuinely i was like well if I was able to achieve this with all these calamities in their way, then what's going to stop me achieving something on my own? Right. And that's when I had it in my mind, I'm going to run a big show again. And that time obviously came around June the following year when I ran Your call for the first time um, and using all the lessons that I'd learned from the, you know, the errors of NWE and the errors of myself, because I'm sure I made a lot of errors in the... You know, I'm not painting myself as being some kind of saintly, godly figure who makes no mistakes. Because I'm sure I made some mistakes in the, you know, the lead up to to the shows as well. But learning from those mistakes, learning from those errors, I was able to build upon it and um, and create what we know now. Um, and, uh, yeah, so in many ways I wouldn't have had the balls to, to try that out. And I wouldn't have the balls to give it a go if it wasn't for running those bigger shows. Um, and, like... I would then argue as well, like, again, I don't know for sure. And, like, I'm not, like, claiming any credit for this at all. But, like, for example, when Progress took the step of um, moving from their, um the garage when they where they ran their shows to the Camden Electric Ballroom going from that 300 to 700 capacity, that to them probably seemed all the more achievable by the fact that I was doing your call and getting big numbers big in numbers. your call. So, and, you know, they had a, again, like, I'm not taking any credit for their success at all because they've got like a, a super strong fan base and have done a great job of doing that. And, and they probably had metrics which suggested they could feel that. But from going from 300 to 700, trust me, it's a big leap. So, you know, to take that leap of faith, to me, it's always easier when someone else goes first. Yeah, right. sure. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. like And then like, for example, Progress have run this, um, you know, Progress have run the, um, what did they run the, uh, was it Brixton Academy? and the Ali Pally, with 2,000 cap venues. So that then gives me confidence that, oh, maybe I could run a 2,000 cap plus venue. You know, I wouldn't quite get to Wembley yet, but I don't have any, uh, you know, any backers or anything. So, yeah. um, but, um, but yeah, like, so, but seeing them do that makes me think, oh, maybe I could do that. And gives me that little bit of confidence. So it's always easier to take that leap of faith when someone else does it first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, like it, I, I believe that this show has a very important part in British wrestling history. I'm sorry if I bored you with the story. Um, obviously, if there's any questions from it at all, feel free to tweet us um, and, and ask us on our Facebook fan page because it's a.
1: Was it a Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast? Yeah, something like that. So it's the word but, squared. Is it squared? But square what S- I'll continue. do is I'll put
0: it, if you're listening on iTunes or Podbean or wherever, just take a look at the the description of this episode, and I'll make sure I pop a link of the. The facebook page in the description of the episode okay um, so i think that that just about covers it all yeah i think it's one so. hour 22 minutes in yeah um what a show has it been a has it been <clears throat> interesting I, I, I I've, I've enjoyed it yeah it's my story isn't it so like mm. i don't know if it's been interesting or if i've just been rabbiting or whatever yeah and like and i swear i could speak for hours and hours about this topic and like just looking back at those emails i looked back maybe an hour before you've recorded. If I were to look back and read through them all in depth, like I'm sure I could get like a feature length on this one. Um, but like I say, any questions, feel free to let us know. And any um, any
1: suggestions of topics as well? Anything you think that we you know you know we were a part of, or or even if we weren't a part of, we'll do our best to kind of locate the people who were a part of it. Yeah, so.
0: absolutely. And we know a lot of people. Um, we've got friends in high places, um, and we've got friends in hiding. So I'm sure all of them would love to. Love to come and and have their voices heard. Grass everyone up and grass, yeah, grass everyone <laughs> up because it, it doesn't seem that it doesn't seem that much harder grassing people up uh, years after the fact, does it? So, <laughs> <Apparently not. laughs> um, so yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Follow me on Twitter at aquildan a q u i l d a n
1: and at boy simmons b o y s i m m o n z. Thanks for listening. If I can get to two thousand followers, I'll give myself till Christmas. I've just hit sixteen hundred, so. I'll get 2,000 followers by Christmas so that would be pretty cool and if
0: anyone wants to come to see some wrestling this weekend I'm in Southampton Revolution Pro Wrestling in Southampton come and see me and Andy a live meet and greet yeah we'll do it for free there yeah. won't we Yeah. no worries yep. so come along Southampton the 1865 club this uh, this Sunday so if you're listening on time if you're an avid downloader give it a listen revolutionprowrestling.com for tickets alright bye Later. see you later laters